Well, 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 what do you know? Phoenix Suns, second night, back-to-back. Travel to Los Angeles. Plays the Clippers. A team that less than a week ago beat us. Shot the ball well, did they? Yes, in that game, they set a season high in three-point shooting percentage, over 55%. So what happens tonight? Well, they allow the Los Angeles Clippers to set a season high in field goal percentage as they shot, I believe, 62.4% from the field. That's right. The Phoenix Suns lose, get boat raced, especially in the fourth quarter. Again, scoring only 20 points, giving up 37. They're outscored by 17 points in the fourth quarter. Welcome to your 2023 slash 2024 Phoenix Suns, baby, is what it is, right? The vultures are once again circling. You're starting to see that if anybody is on the old social media, you're going to see the people starting to say all the same things that they did when the Suns didn't play well the last time they didn't play well. Trade Vogel, fire him, trade everybody, Beal's uh, a shitty contract, yada, yada, yada. The vultures are circling. The people who love it when the Suns are losing to fortify the takes that they've had all season because it's easier to be negative. We see you. And I'm going to bring on somebody who's generally in the chat with the swear words and sometimes being negative, but Matthew's not here tonight. No, it's Boyd from the Aussie's Suns fan podcast. Boyd, welcome to the Suns Jam Session podcast. It's a little bit tougher uh, when you're actually behind the camera instead of behind the keyboard in the post game, huh? Hey, mate, I... um. Yeah, I kind of miss that. I'm I'm usually an emotional wreck in there typing penis and vagina and bottom and things like that. Bottom. Uh, now, what a... now I have to try and keep my composure um, after a pathetic performance like that. Yes, yeah, pathetic indeed. And there's obviously some frustrations that us as as uh, Suns podcasters and writers at Bright Side of the Sun uh, are feeling. But it's also one game, and and that's another thing I'm just kind of going to bring us down to. This is one game. Think of the Clippers, right? Think of a team that is now 23-13 and 13 and how horrible their start was when they kind of put their big pieces together. And this is, what, the fifth game that Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal, and Devin Booker have played together? So there is going to be a learning curve. That learning curve is playing out in front of our eyes but we're too impatient. No, game 37 should be the one that determines the NBA title, my friend. Well, mate, you're, you're right. We're, one, one thing is, and I think you said it on a previous um, show, is we're, we're consistently inconsistent at mm-hmm. least. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, uh, Gerald Bourget uh, um, had a big thread about, about you know, how little we actually have played together with this big three. And, and, and I was thinking exactly the same thing. Is it, it doesn't feel like it was that long ago that we were seeing the Clippers, and I was chuckling at, at, at one side of my mouth because they were, they were imploding um, with the big three that they've uh, finally put together. And, um, but look at them now. What are they? They've, they've won fucking, uh, 15 of the last 18 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, but they, I think it was about a 10-game stretch after they got together that they were putrid. And yeah, you you didn't want to be a Clippers fan back then. And fingers crossed, we're in that same little um, shitty patch, and and we can turn it around as as they did. But 
man, as a as a Dinky Die fan, it's um it's really it's really fucking hard to watch, man. Yeah, that was some rough basketball, and that's all we have right now is the yeah. hope that it potentially could get better. Because right now it's not looking good, and while the vultures are circling, they they're not wrong in what they're saying, right? You know, fire Vogel. Yeah, I don't know if you're going to go that far and fire Vogel, but you're not happy with the performance of Vogel. Bradley Beal's overrated. He's not worth the contract. Yeah, there's some merit to that after this game. But just three games ago, we were talking about how great both him and Booker looked on the court together when they beat teams like the Heat, when they beat teams like the Magic. So, you know, as frustrating as it might be, we have to kind of slow ourselves down and and see try to see the big picture. And I know not a lot of people want to see the big picture tonight. So we'll get into that. We'll get into everything about this horrible fucking game. Uh for the Phoenix Suns against the Los Angeles Clippers. They're now on a losing streak. They've lost two in a row, my friend. They're now 19 and 18. Ah. Uh, so a reminder, if you're watching along live, smile. Say hi to your friends. Be a good person. Use your blinker. Open the door for people. Pull out chairs for people. Uh, and if you want to, hit the thumbs up button if you're here. You can read my writing at brightsideofthesun.com. You can follow me at Darth Voida. You can follow the show at Suns Jam. Where can they follow you, Boyd? Maybe the positive thing that we take from this podcast is we get you some followers on Twitter that aren't sex bots. Yeah, well, that's it. That's it. As long as you don't mind a good old sex bot crowd in my following crew. Um, yeah, you can get me at Buds83. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of bloody crap in there, guys. So. <laughs> bloody crap, man. See a doctor. Uh, what are you drinking tonight, today, wherever the fuck you're at? Well, I'm um, I'm actually taking a hiatus from work right now. I'm on uh, coffee. Yes, right now, working from home. So, uh, well, I'm yeah. drinking. I'm drinking, as you can see, a Sierra Nevada IPA. Uh, delicious, nutritious. Alcoholic. Yeah, of course. Okay. It's a Sierra Nevada IPA. It's a beer. See that? Dr. See that Pepper beer? Was a soft wasn't pretty in any way shape or form the phoenix suns lose 138 to 111 at the hands of the los angeles clippers and yes if you're watching you'll know that i drink diet dr peppers sometimes if you're listening you think i am an alcoholic and i'm smashing whatever i tell you i'm smashing so boyd don't ruin the illusion for the people behind the curtain uh but i do have a question for you oi matty mate I've got to ask. This is great. What's the worst part about the Suns right now? How about that, Boyd? Let me just lead you off with that one and let you talk for a while. I'm going to go hang myself in my closet. It's If it's like a, from game to game, I can, be, I can be happy with one aspect of the Phoenix Suns. And, it's, and it goes, look, the most frustrating thing about the team is that we're, we're consistently inconsistent. And it's not even in every category. It's rebounding one night. It's um, shot selection. Another night, it's three point shooting, and then and then we might be good at the other one, and then we just don't get it. We don't get to the foul line. It seems we just we pick something and we choose to to excel and get us get get our fans a little bit excited, and then we just fucking pack it up the next game. It's, it's just it's it's so frustrating to watch, mate. So yeah, it's probably 
the um the consistent inconsistencies yeah i mean if you look at their record at 19 and 18 it fortifies that exact point that no matter what the the overall health of the team is or the rebounding one night or the three-point shooting one night or the perimeter defense one night or how they're running the pick and roll uh or transition or second chance points or fourth quarters they're simply they're, they're, they can't click on any – like we've yet to see Absolutely. this team. Yeah, it's it's like they just can't – they're always misfiring on one thing. And when you play in the NBA, all it takes is misfiring on one cylinder for an opposing team to take advantage of that. Now, granted, we had a good week of basketball in week 11. This is week 12, right? Like week 12 started uh, actually today. And as we enter week 12, we know that we're going to start – the road trips begin. Right. I think the Suns have two more home games the entire month of January, and it's January 8th over here in the States. Uh, so there's not a lot of home games left. The 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 road that lies before the Suns is a tough one. And 19 eight, and 18 isn't where you want to be. But when you take a look at the fact that LeBron and the Lakers are behind us in the standings, uh, Steph Curry's behind us in the standings it becomes a little bit more frustrating because you know that there's a lot of young, hungry teams ahead of us in the standings like OKC, uh, like, you know, Denver, I wouldn't necessarily classify as young, but they're polished. And that's one of my frustrations. One of my, my primary frustrations with this team right now is a lack of polish that they carry. There's a lack of urgency. There's a lack of, uh, just, the ability to play basketball in the fourth quarter. Like, I don't understand it. You know, I was talking with Matthew about it last night. And although we went on a nice little, you know, uh, what five and one in the last six uh, before losing last night, there were still some fourth quarters where the Suns only survived because they were up so much this game. They were hanging around, you know, it, it was, you know, down by three after the first quarter and then down by uh, eight at halftime. And then down by 10 and during the fourth quarter. And then they get outscored by fucking 17 fucking points. <laughs> yeah. Like what happens in the fourth quarter with this team? Do, hey, is there anything you're seeing? Well, look, I've, I've been at different stages of this. And it's been sometimes it's the, just the fourth quarter. Sometimes it's the third and the fourth. Yeah. And, 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 I'm, and I'm baffled. I don't know. Is it? Well, I've, got, I've got a few things. Is it? A cockiness thing, like yeah, we can peg this back. We can, we can do this. We can just fucking rest on our laurels, and we can, we can, we can do anything because we're the fucking big three of the West, <laughs> right? Is it that? Mm-hmm. Is it? Is it? Or is it laziness? Is it arrogance? There's all these really shitty words, these descriptive words that you could put to it, but they all hit a bit different. And it's something that I suppose we don't know unless we're in a locker room or we're we're a part of the the internal group. But it's um, it's got to be one of them. Because I'm watching, I'm watching um, a really good offensive play being followed up by a really, 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 really poor defensive play on the other end straight away too. I'm seeing in, I'm seeing that like the start of an offensive set going really well until it gets like oh, oh okay no that didn't quite work and then we just oh where do we pass it? It's just it falls apart too early, and it, it's it's a mental thing. For, like I, it looks to me like it, they're mentally weak as well. They can't. Yes. They can't regather. They get shook. We're getting fucking shook. <laughs> yeah, and I, I I think it's uh there's a lack of hustle and grit as well. And I think that there's a lack of just understanding who they are 
And again, this is where I kind of, I pull it back a little bit and I go, this is game 37 of 82, right? Like there's still a ton of basketball yet to be played. And hopefully there's, there'll be some definition there, but you think to games in which like Kevin Durant was out. Well, Grayson Allen says, yeah, I can be that guy. And tonight Grayson Allen ends up shooting three shots, right? (laughs) You know, and, and, He's open on plays, but like Yusuf Nurkic is like looking him off. He's like, no, bro, I got this brick. Uh, and when you come, when you see the way that this team executes, especially on defense from a rebounding standpoint, there's a lot of, oh, he'll get it. Oh, he'll get it. Oh, he's got it. And and what yeah. the team starts to, with their hustle, especially when you play a team like the Clippers that has a Russell Westbrook, who's always like just trying to zero in on that ball and get it. If you're sitting there being like, nah, nah, Boyd's got this one. Russell Westbrook is going to come in and and get the ball, give them an extra possession. And when a team shoots uh, overall from the field, 62.4%, and then you allow them to have 11 offensive rebounds, you're, you're not going to win that game because it's very few times that they're missing. And then you're allowing second possessions on that. And it's, it's almost because the team is just like, yeah, no, they got it. And, and that goes in so many different ways at times on offense. Like, yeah, no, he's got it. So I don't need to try hard. Yeah, I know he's, he's, uh, he's going to hit this three. So I don't need to do a back cut rotation or try for uh, an offensive yeah. Down. It's just it's a lack of hustle that you see at times, and it could be construed as cockiness. It could be construed as arrogance, uh, but whatever it is, it's coming across as losses at times. And it just goes to show you that if the Clippers are one of the top tier teams in the Western Conference, the Phoenix Suns clearly are not. No, and here's the look. I I still feel one hundred percent that this is a this is a contending team. It is, and it's, and it's in the roots of it all. It's, it's a contending team, but like I honestly feel like, <laughs> I honestly feel like we haven't played like that at all. Look, in the preseason, I think we played like a contender, but this yeah. fucking preseason, man. Ever since then, it's been one in, one out. But now we've got the whole crew together. It's still, it's still not looking like a contender, and you know, hopefully it comes around. But I just, and, and you're right, I drag myself back as well. We're 37 games in. It's still a fucking long way, and I do not like peaking early. I'm a, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of um, peaking at the right time. Yeah, because otherwise you're scouted. People scout the hell out of you, and and people find chinks in in your armor. So look, I don't mind holding a bit back and and playing with some rotations, but we haven't had any continuity in any rotations. And if you're a player on the sideline at the moment, you'd be fucking wanting Monty back <laughs> of all no. people. And, and he was fucking bad for that shit, right? No, he was, he was horrible. Cause he, he made zero adjustments. Like I see Frank Vogel attempting to make adjustments. And I, I pointed out on Twitter and it's something I talked about on the podcast last night, how the Suns have been getting boat raced to start fourth quarters. And the primary reason for that is because they either have Bradley Beal or Devin Booker out there with four second team guys. Frank Vogel utilizes the front end of the fourth quarter to rest two of his three superstars. And then they, he brings them in with like eight minutes left to go. And then that's when they, you know, if it's Beal who's out there, for example, from the eight minutes to about the five thirty minute mark, he's going to rest him. And then boom, it's all big three at the end of the game. This, this fourth quarter, he started with both uh, Beal and Durant out on the floor. I was like, Hey, and there's an adjustment. 
right? I was talking about it. It was, it was an observation that I made and then boom, I see the adjustment. So Vogel's making adjustments that I feel Monty never would. Monty would sit there and, and he would, he would play K to Bates Diop for 25 minutes if he could, <laughs> you know, for, for a 10 game stretch. And while K to Bates Diop is being a complete zero out there, he would, he would continue to do it because he thinks that Kate Bates Diop would like look real nice standing next to one of his daughters on the throne or yeah, something. Yeah, like, no, you, you make a good point. You make a good point. You're, you're probably right there. But I mean, so yeah, look, I, but my frustration is like, you're always wondering what's on the other, is the grass greener on the other <laughs> side, I suppose. Um, is there something that Monty could have brought out? I'm not, fuck talking about Monty, man. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Me neither. But, um, well, well, let's Man. talk. Let's talk about Booker. Let's start there as we try to dissect what the fuck happened tonight. Big Dick Booker. So Devin Booker tonight ends up going eight of fourteen from the field, two of six from beyond the arc. He has twenty points. He has five assists, and boy, he has six turnovers in this game. Zero rebounds. I think I saw somebody post that it's been eighty-one game time minutes and since Devin Booker's grabbed a rebound. Uh, so if you're betting on rebounds when it comes to Booker, bet the under. I did today. Good. I hope you won some some money. No, the over. I went the over, sorry. Oh, no. You fucked me today. Yeah, well, the, the whole team fucked us. Uh, <laughs> is he off or is it just me? He's, um, oh, look, I it, what frustrates me a lot, and it's it's the fact that he only took 14. It, and if he is off, take fucking 20, take 25, get yourself back in rhythm, feel something, get something going. Look, and it's, and it's not about playing hero ball. It's just about, you know, um, it's just about letting more go. I, look, I worry. I worry. You, you, Kevin Durant took 15 today. Was it 15? 14? 17. Like, 17, was it? But still, you know, he, was, he, he did most of that in, in the first half as well. Like, I just... If it's not working, I don't want to see Hero Ball. I don't want to see the ISO stuff. But if you're in a fucking hole so deep um, um, and, you, in, and you are in a funk, I want to see, I want to see the big three flex. And it's not happening. So I, I think there's a little bit of a mental, a mental thing for Booker at the moment. Um, he's, still, you know, he's still trying to get people involved, um, kicking, out, kicking outside to an open guy who, unless they're Grayson Allen, bricks it. Straight up, so it's. <laughs> but yeah, look, I look. I don't think I'm not too worried about book. I'm not too worried about book. I just need, I need him to be more aggressive, way more aggressive, and get out of whatever rut that he's in, uh, mentally, and get himself out of it because we fucking we need it. <laughs> we need it definitely. No, big time. Uh, and I think that you know you're right in the fact that he is still trying to to toe that line between being a playmaker and being an aggressive scorer. And he's definitely taken a step back as Bradley Beal has returned to the lineup. He's taken a step back from the scoring standpoint and, and attempting to be more of a playmaker. Uh, obviously, when you have six turnovers in a game, not what you're looking for. Uh, a lot of them came late, didn't they? Yeah, in, in the in the in the you know second half, but still, like that's when you that's when you don't need them. You know, in in, in the last game against the Clippers, it all happened in the first half, and that's why they went up 17 points in the first quarter on us. You know, that we just switched the flip or we flipped the script on it for this game. But he, here's what I've noticed about Booker this season. This is the reason why I ask: Is he off? It's because I feel like from a killer instincts standpoint he is off like at the front end of the season, even like 
we were like Booker's the alpha. Yeah. Book book this is Book's team. Book runs this show. KD, this is great. Sit back, relax, enjoy the show. And I feel like some of that is starting to wear off. Now, granted, when you play against the Clippers, they are a team that is designed to stop somebody like Devin Booker. He's not super big. He's six foot five. Uh, I mean, you saw the picture with Gavin, right? Like he's not that much taller than Gavin, right? So I've seen it a few times, actually. <laughs> I'm sure he said it. Check this out. Uh, was that you who did the the looking up at Luca thing? Who did that? That was his that was his brother. Oh, that his was just him on Facebook. <laughs> that was hysterical. <laughs> um, but he's not a huge two guard slash one guard, you know, in our system where we're positionless. He's a one slash two. So when you play a team like the Clippers, that it has long wing defenders that are physical. They're going to give him fits. And I'm just warning you right now, Suns fans, we play the Lakers on Thursday. It's another team that has given Devin Booker fits thus far this season. So you look at that. You look at the feud between him and Paul George, right? Booker's lost that one. You look at the feud between him and Luka. Like, Booker loses that one, right? So it's like, what feuds does Devin Booker have out there that he actually is, like, winning? Oh, fuck. Well, man, there there aren't any. I don't think there are any. Well, that's it. That's it. That's it. The start and the end of the story with them two, and it's not it's not working out well. Now he, you know, he carries himself really well through all of this, and you know, he got the bubble win. I suppose that was the start of it. But that's that's fucking about it. It's um, yeah. But look, I I don't th- I don't think that is. I think more so. I think that Devin Booker from the start of the season, that killer instinct, that he is the alpha. I still I still feel like he is the alpha. And I feel like we need him to be the alpha, but I think, I think it's just the okay. This is the big three now. Um, we need to act. We need to find a way for this to work fluently. And it's um, okay. Is it is it you or is it him or is it is it is is it me? But they're, they're it's like they're deciding on the fly too much. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's um, it's very clunky at the moment. It's very clunky, and it, it, they look confused at times. Yeah, there's definitely some regression that's going on, and I think part of that is. Now there has been some film out there for opposing scouts to take a look at, and they're saying, hey, you know, if we jump these screens, there's certain possessions where we know we can blitz Booker, and blip, and Booker's going to make the wrong decision. And he's done that, and he did that a couple times again tonight where they blitzed him with about, you know, 12 seconds left in the shot clock. He starts trying panicking, forces things. It's an easy possession for the opposition, and they go right down and score so it's kind of frustrating to see in that capacity the one guy who did play very well tonight is one kevin wayne durant who the heck are you i'm kevin durant you know who i am i know who i am did anybody see a sniper did anybody see anything i'm one of the best players to ever played a game you know, one of the bright spots tonight was the 30 points from kevin durant on 10 of 17 from the field, my favorite field goal percentage right there, 10-17, because that's my birthday. Uh, seven rebounds, two assists, had three turnovers, one block from KD. He seemed to be the only one who could consistently get to his spots and score tonight, right, Boyd? Yeah, yeah, he was the only one that I feel the Clippers really feared. Um, they had, it, it. You could see them stutter in defense because, fuck, KD's got it. Now, I mean, ultimately, we want we – want, all three of our stars to have that effect. And we really, we really don't, we don't command the respect of any of our opponents at the moment because like, like, like you said, they're scouting us, but KD, he was my, 
he was my jam star today, mate. He was, he was, he was something special, and he gave us hope even late when we were getting blown out. It's like, okay, rightio. I was happy for him to go hero ball tonight with the way that things things were going. Well, today for me, tonight for you. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, he was he was brilliant, mate. He's still got it. I can't believe he's fucking thirty six years old or whatever whatever he is. He's um. He's holding up pretty well and, and taking a lot on his shoulders at the moment. Well, that was the thing that kind of frustrated me tonight was th- this was a game when you look at the matchup and you go, okay, they've got James Harden. And then you got Kawhi Leonard and you got Paul George and you got Russell Westbrook and Avita Zubak, but they got James Harden. So if you got James Harden out there, you got Booker and Beal. So you can run switches. You can attack this guy. We know that James Harden is not an elite defender. And, of course, yeah. they're going to try to switch every, th- every time they can to get Harden away from the ball as much as possible. But the Suns didn't deploy that game plan. No. Instead, they relied once again on Kevin Durant. And Kevin Durant, he, he was beat up tonight, man. I mean, there's that one play where he's going down the lane, and he, he, it looked like Harden tripped him, and he you know he knees first onto the court, and he pops right back yeah. up. But those are the kind of things that, that, that the linger. Hospitals. Yeah. And the, but- Oh yeah! Look, one of the things I enjoyed about uh, Duran is he, he did he took it to the cup tonight. Now today, <laughs> he took it to the cup, and 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 he um and he took his opportunities um from outside, and he didn't just fuck around with that with that love affair we have with mid range. Um, look, he um he done everything that I feel we have to do as a team. Um, we need more of that sort of stuff from 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 book. Um, has books uh, uh free free throw? attempt rate gone down like dramatically in the last 10 to 15 games i feel well, like it has you take a look at it and free throw attempts the front end of the season he was averaging over eight and yeah. since christmas he's averaging 5.3 it's yeah, okay it's dropped and it feels like it really feels like it has it feels like um um he and it comes back to that aggression and him not inserting himself into the game when when we all feel he should um, yeah, he's just he's taking his foot off a bit, and I think it might have something to do with some guys coming back into the line, or in and out of the lineup, and, mm-hmm. and trying to get something going with other people. But you know, it's it's I think it's high time that he um that he quits it and gets back to being Devin Armani mode Booker. Well, and you're right because of the reinsertion of Bradley Beal amongst other players, he isn't attacking the cylinders much as he was before. Uh, because he's trying to get them involved, but he's also not getting some calls. I mean, last night against Memphis, he was getting beat the fuck up every time he attacked the cylinder. And I don't, I don't have the number in front of me on how many free throw attempts he had. Oh wait, I do. He only had six free throw attempts last night and he was driving at will. So it's a combination of things that's kind of occurring in front of us when it comes to Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, on the other hand, you know, he's going to get to the line. He was seven of eight tonight, as you mentioned, three of six from beyond the arc. So he continues that that best in class three point shooting. And in a perfect world for this team, Kevin Durant is an ancillary player. He's not a primary player. You're yeah. running everything through your guards, be it Booker and Beal. And Kevin Durant's the guy who is finding the open space. And due to the fact that he has that efficiency, he's just going to knock it down. But they're relying on him so much. And I just worry about that because, again, when the time comes and we hit the playoffs, that's when you need to lean on him a little bit more. Not game thirty-seven against the fucking Clippers on the road. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. What what is he? Forty-seven percent from deep, mm-hmm. and he took six today. I mean, if you're if, if you're one of the best best players to ever fucking um you know you know walk onto an NBA court and you're shooting 
40, 47% from three and you shoot six in a game that you get beat by 30. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah, there's some, there's fucking some, something up. I like, give it like, but he finds himself, I don't know. Is, is, is he, are we putting too much pressure on him? That's, mm, I don't think that's, we, we, by default, we are. We shouldn't. Yeah. That's the point I'm making. And what we need is we need more from players like Bradley Beal. She said, You're not the only one, but you're the best, Bradley. Boom, boom. Uh, 7 of 15, 15 points, 2 assists, 2 steals, 3 rebounds. He was almost like a role player out there tonight. And I think that that's where a lot of frustration is coming through the fan base is the fact that Beal isn't playmaking. He isn't really playing 2 guard. 0 of 2 from beyond the arc. Just not really truly making an impact on the game uh, like we expected. And, and that's what you kind of need, right? Like Booker goes for 20. Katie goes for 30. You kind of need Beal to go for like 20 as well in those situations. It's either that or, or you know, two. one goes for 25, one goes for 40, and then Beal can have that 15-point game because he's kind of hanging off in the background just kind of watching. But for some reason, the, the Clippers' defense did a good job locking Beal up and forcing him just not to be as engaged on offense as we've seen him in previous games. Yeah, I think I think there's a, there's a little bit in in his head as well. I mean, he's... He's done well to come back from the injuries that he's had that he has had this season, and um, look, and he's in in patches. There's been like a couple of games when he first came back that he he looked really really good as that third, as you said before, the KD being an ancillary piece. He looked really good in that role, but again, um, like I think last game against the Grizzlies, we 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 ran a lot of plays through him, where where I feel like he should have been sort of um, probably walked into it a bit. Not as quick as what we threw him in there, but um, yeah, yeah. Look, he he didn't look great today. His shot's been off. Um, I, I, I start feeling like it's back and it's gone. He missed another layup tonight, and I'm just like, fuck. I've traded for him in all my fantasy leagues, John, <laughs> <laughs> and I've talked a lot of shit. And I fucking I've got a I've got a lot. And of, now now you're trying to sell on John Morant, huh? Yeah, fucking, yeah, yeah, trying to get rid of him now. <laughs> you know, th- this is the one thing that I will say. You know, here we are 30 minutes into the podcast, and, and everybody's, again, taking their victory laps, right? Like, I told you we should have got Russell Westbrook. I told you fire fucking Frank Vogel. I told you get James Harden. Like, everybody who ever said anything ever uh, is just so happy that the Suns are struggling right now because they feel right and vindicated. Good for you, motherfuckers. I'm happy for you. Yeah, must feel Fuck great, you right? You know, I have I have people, uh, you know, they're, they're DMing me and they're like, "See, I told you." I was like, "What do you want me to say after this game? What do you like? What do you expect? What 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 is your expectation of me right after a game?" I'll tell you this, okay? The fucking Clippers shot sixty two point four percent from the field and fifty one point seven percent from beyond the arc. They were unstoppable. And again, shame on the Suns for giving up those 11 offensive rebounds. Did you see the points in the paint? Uh, Points in the paint. Let's see. What is it? It's somewhere. Uh, 62 to 42. Fuck me. 62 to 42. If you look at... Destroyed on the rebounds. Second chance points. We we lost those. I'd like to say this was an aberration, but we've been fucking shithouse in all these categories, um, multiple times in the last couple of months. So mm-hmm. this, this wasn't an aberration. This is, this, is a, this is a conglomeration of the way that we've been playing all in the one game. 
It's a it's a problem, but when you play against a team as talented as the Clippers, it's going to be exacerbated, and that's what we saw tonight, and that's why everyone's freaking out. Uh, but again, I think that it being so like the talent is there, and that's the one saving grace you have to recognize, Suns fans. As you're frustrated, as you're pissed off, sure, yes, be those things. Ex- I always tell people like feel the emotions. Right now, I'm not typically talking about Suns games when I talk about that with uh, people, but I'm like, you know. Life is emotional, so feel those emotions, process those emotions, and then try to come out the other side of it a better person for having processed it. Don't hold on to them. This team has the fucking talent. That's why I'm not overly concerned and I'm not as as overreactive as potentially I could be or should be uh, as I've been on other nights. And I know that you've sat and you've watched the show religiously, and I, I thank you for that, Boyd, but you've been there and you've seen me lose my shit. You know, you've seen games where I'm just fed up with it, right? Tonight, I'm just not fed up with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, look, I was a little bit like that um, with the Memphis game. Um, and again, it, it, I just, I fucking, oh, man. Hey. <sighs> Welcome I, um, to the therapy session. No, no, I, 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 I start thinking I'm, I'm okay. And then I think about how many times we left Terrence Mann wide open to splash a fucking. But think about it, right? Terrence Mann is their Grayson Allen. Yeah, he is. He is. He is. He's the guy who's going to be wide open. He's a wing player who's going to be wide open because the gravity is going to collapse upon their stars, and he's going to have wide open opportunities to hit three-pointers. In this game, Terrence Mann, three of six from beyond the arc, five of nine from the field, 14 points, five rebounds. A very Grayson Allen-esque kind of game. Let so, me go, please. Let me. So you, um, you mentioned identity earlier. Mm-hmm. And one thing I noticed about the Clippers, like they've had these uh, stars put on them and, and and brought back into the lineup from injuries and they've brought James Harden in since. But all of their role players and all the people playing around these guys, they know they're losing minutes. But we saw in the third quarter at a period there, um, a, a, a period in the third quarter when they were up 10 plus, it was 12, 13 points up. And they had three players in the half court pinning down um, I think it was book book or Beal. but they were still hungry and there was there was there was a defensive identity there and I thought to myself I'm like these guys are hungry and then I see our guys doing quite the opposite and just meandering around on that end of the court oh fuck we just hit a really nice three down there let's just um, let's just go and give up a couple of offensive rebounds and an easy putback for Iveka fucking Zubacs. And it was just that's we need we need that identity. And I I just does it come via trade or do we see that identity instilled into this team by someone already on the squad? What do you think, John? I think that the Suns are scared. I think that the role players are scared. Right? Kevin Durant is intimidating as fuck. Devin Booker is intimidating as fuck. Those guys have no problem yelling at players on the court that they're with or yelling at them from the sidelines. You miss a defensive rotation, Booker's in your ass, right? So rather than risking it, because that that's what happens on those plays that you're mentioning. I know exactly what you're talking about. There were plays where the Clippers' second team unit is out there, and you got players, you know, uh, like Amir Coffey and Norman Powell, and these guys are rushing and, and they're taking chances, they're taking risks on defense to trap players and to try to create chaos. You don't see that from members of the Phoenix Suns. And, and again, this is personally, I think that when you have Kata Bates-Diop out there, 
or Josh Akogi. These are guys who are lacking confidence right now. And as a part of that, they're not playing scared. They're trying to understand their role. Now, now another part of this, another layer, if you will, could be the complexity of Frank Vogel's defensive system. We heard Drew Eubanks mention it right around Christmas. He said, Frank Vogel, you know, I'm paraphrasing here, but Frank Vogel simplifying the defense for us. And that's saying a lot because it's so complex and, and their focus is so big on certain aspects of how to attack a team defensively that they're overthinking it and you could feel them thinking on the court. So you got a couple different things at play here. They're not playing loose. They're not playing three. They're not they're free. They're not playing with that joy that we've seen from second team units in the past, like when we had Cameron Payne, like when we had Javon Carter. Javon Carter, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the, these are guys who are out there afraid to take risks, and the challenge that they're running into is because they're afraid to take risks, they're, they're not swiping at the ball. They're just putting their hands out. And they're either getting caught in bad defensive rotations or they're being taken advantage of by players who are looking them in the eye and saying, you know what? This guy's scared. I'm attacking him. And I know there's not going to be any help defense. Like that's what I, that's what I feel like I'm seeing out there. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of um, indecisiveness. And, um, and you know, it's, it's, it's exactly that. But, but do you think, (laughs) do you think it's coming from within or do you think there's a trade made? You sort of you sort of danced around that one, John. Say that again. Do you think that we get our identity, our that killer instinct on defense? Do you think it comes from with, within? It's gonna, ha- it's gonna have to, right? Have to. We can't do fuck all, right? Yeah, I mean it's it, it's gonna have to. Because the way that this roster is built, there's not a lot of outs this season. Unless you're willing to put Kevin Durant on the market. Yeah, look, and that's um, yeah, that's not going to happen. And, and Bradley Beal, exactly. veto, he'll veto anything. Exactly, that gets and you're way. not trading Devin Booker. No, so it's so. A, this, can I interest you in Nasir Little and and Bol Bol? Yeah, that's that's what we're trying to that that's going to be our out. And can you bring somebody? It, it, a is that appealing to anybody? And B is it appealing for a team that's going to ship back somebody who could provide some semblance of a defensive identity with that second team unit? Because the second team unit has been ass. The first team unit in the fourth quarter has been ass. Defensively, overall, this team has been ass. And we need to accept the fact that that's kind of who they are. Now, granted, they have increased their defense since I last analyzed it. I last analyzed it mid, I think it was uh, 22 games in. So 15 games since then, we've actually increased from 20th in the NBA in defensive rating to 16th, which isn't a ton, but it's something. And we've seen it like like the the game against the Heat, the way that the team locked in defensively. They were so engaged. They they were fluid the way that they played together. Tonight was literally the exact opposite of that, where they allowed the, the Clippers to dictate pace. The second team unit couldn't recover. The, the Suns hung around as much as they could in that first half. The second half was blown open. The fourth quarter, they were blown to smithereens, and they were launched into orbit. And they're going to pick up some aliens up there, and they'll probably land at a mall in Miami, and then everybody will freak out. That's a local story here in the States. Did you freeze, Boyd? Boyd, you're frozen right now, or I'm frozen. 
And I don't want to build a snowman, although it is, what, 36 degrees outside here in Phoenix, which I don't know what that is, when it comes to Celsius, which is something that I don't understand why we don't use Celsius here in, in uh, the States. I don't understand why we we don't use the metric system. It's one of those little things. It's like, why do we have to be such arrogant pricks? Why are, why are Americans like the Phoenix Suns, in which we're so arrogant that we're like, listen, no, miles inches fahrenheit you know what i mean like why don't we just go to meters and celsius like the rest of the world it all makes sense it's all the same uh it, it's very it, mathematically it's super simple not quite sure but those are the little things that i contemplate as i try to navigate this world we'll see what else is going on uh yeah kip says uh uh there's a, there's a great nate bargazi snl skit on this this is true this is very true so uh, it looks like Boyd is coming back. I was just bitching about how the fact that we in America don't use Celsius or the metric system. Can you hear me, Boyd? Can you hear me? I'm just glad you're wearing clothes. That would be awkward if you took off your clothes. Well, if you're listening to the podcast, folks, I hope that uh, you're, you have a good imagination. Just picture Boyd is just walking around. Um, Saul, we lost John, LOL. Yeah, we... I'm lost. I'm lost. That, that, that's where we're at right now. But uh, as Boyd kind of walks through his house and is, is taking us on a little journey, um, now we went from his garage to his living room. I think that that's fun. I think it's uh, it's getting close to that time in which we might have to just go ahead and do the subreddit stakeout and see what the Clippers fans were saying about the Phoenix Suns in Los Angeles today. The Suns Jam Session subreddit stakeout. All right, Jamsters. This is awkward because I'm by myself. So you're going to have to listen. You're going to have to answer the question, where is she? Because she wasn't on the court tonight. I'll fucking tell you that. First thing, flopping ass Gordon. That's what one person said. We'll try to bring Boyd back on here. Boyd, can you hear me? Mate, I can hear you now. All right. I can hear you. Phone overheated, huh? Yeah, it's stinking hot here, mate. Summer. Summer in Australia is bullshit. I was Uh, bitching earlier about why we don't use Celsius and the metric system. It just doesn't make sense to me. It still bothers me. What what is thirty six degrees Fahrenheit in Celsius? Like three, two. What? Hang on. No, well, hang on. Well, today here it's about thirty, thirty two degrees. Um, over there, I think that's was that one hundred and five over there. So we're th- like right now at my house, it's thirty six degrees Fahrenheit. So is that like two degrees? Because well, yeah, zero is freezing, right? Yes. Zero is freezing. Thirty is like a like a hundred day in Phoenix, because um, it's like two and a half, right? It's like, yeah. Look at me, smart ass. All right, more uh, more subreddit stakeout. <clears throat> Where is she? Why is our defense so ass again? Where is that intensity from the Pels game? This is obviously early in the game when the Suns are actually playing well. And somebody said, they got Katie and Booker, not CJ McCollum and Ingram. Uh, Dave, Devin Jenner bows to the Paul God. 
That's obviously a reference because uh, Paul George owns Devin Booker, just like Luca does. Devin Booker, certified bitch. Hey, I, I, I need to quickly tell you something about that Batman mask. Go I was for listening it. to your I was listening to your podcast in the car, and um, um, my missus heard you doing your Batman voice, and she's gone, "What the fuck are you listening to, boy? Turn that shit off." And I went, hey, you don't fucking say that. Don't you say that. You wash your mouth out. Did you explain what's going on? Be like, listen, so these guys who are Suns fans, what they like to do is hang out on opposing team subreddits. Uh, and then when they talk about it, they wear masks. Yeah. It really yeah. is a stupid concept. They're, they're real weird, cunts. I can't fucking, I can't explain that, babe. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just have her watch one episode. She'll get it. She'll get it. Beal is not that guy. Washington maxed him for the fuck of it. And somebody responded, I dislike him because I used to expect so much from dude. And he was like, nah, I don't really care about winning. I get it. It's a lot of money. But at least pretend being perennial losers is upsetting. So they're they bagging on Beal a bunch. I think we all understand why Dre punched Nurkic. What happened to Nurkic in this game, man? He left with 642 left in the third, never to be heard from again. Like, nobody talked about it. What happened to Nurkic in this game? Mate, he um he played 21 minutes, didn't he? Yeah, but it was, like, early. He never came back after six minutes in the third. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's up. He didn't get hurt. I didn't see him get hurt at all. Like, he got um, hit in the head a bunch. Maybe he's, like, in concussion protocol. Fucking game. I know, but maybe... The, have you ever seen that show uh, or that that movie? Um, what's the football movie with Jonathan Moxon? And the lineman keeps getting concussions over and over again. Uh, football, you probably have that haven't. one with Dawson's Creek guy in it. Yes, uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, Varsity oh, Blues. Varsity Blues. It's like that, right? Like he keeps getting concussed to the point where he probably shouldn't play, and they're finally like, "Dude, pull this guy!" Like Avita Zubox was like, just boom. He, he, he was knocking him around a little bit. So, yeah. Uh, this is a funny one. Durant added twerking to his free throw routine. Trying he, does. To th- <laughs> he does twerk. This is trying to throw off Harden, I see. <laughs> Sons are fucking lame ass, flopping ass hoes. Nurk is bitch made. And the final comment is. Nurkic, more like Nurbitch. Rude. Nurbitch. The Sun's Jam Session subreddit stakeout. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the subreddit stakeout. Things that if you're driving around with your family and you're trying to explain what's going on, just <laughs> just appease them and change the podcast. Just It's too hard to explain. Anything else that you saw in this game that you want to talk about, Boyd? Well, we've touched on a lot of it. We got the second chance points. Um, I'm reading off of the page here because I made notes. I don't yeah. usually make notes for mine. I just um, wing uh, it. Just, just fucking wing it. Yeah, we're pretty. We're not. We're not very professional over at the Aussie Suns fans podcast. You're we pretty are, loose. We are a little, a little bit loose. That's what we are. <laughs> a little bit. But um, yeah. Look, I, I um. Yeah. What can you say, mate? Look, it's not all doom and gloom. There's silver linings here. We've just got them together. Let's give them another. Let's give them another five games, and before before we before we start trading everybody again. 
we've been doing that like all season. We're like, all right, dude, just five more games. Okay, trust five. me, like five games. This team's gonna be so fucking good. Hey, and no, actually, one thing I do want to say is is all these people on. Um, I've seen people online. I don't know if it's just an Australian fan thing, but um, they're like, oh, fuck, books playing hurt. You can tell he's playing hurt. He's not a hundred percent. He's playing. They should just rest. Like fuck, he's fine. Like if you're yes. if you're fucking hurt, if you're hurt, you, you you don't go out there and you and play on an NBA court. Like people can play with a niggle. Happens in every single fucking major league sport. It, it fucking happens. And yeah, that whole thing. Oh, you know they're fucking. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, making excuses. I don't like to make excuses. They're playing like dog shit. There's 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 they're mentally fucked. Um, there's li- little heart. There's no fucking hustle, no identity. Um, don't fucking put something else on it to try and make yourself feel better about it in your own head. A hundred percent. They're just, they've lost their confidence and they've lost who they are as a team. Like yeah. you said, identity, the Suns lack identity and it's going to take some time to get that back. Booker's not out there playing hurt. He's playing, he's thinking too much. He's trying to think how to, how and when do I be the Booker of old? where I'm trying to score and how do I be this new and improved booker where I'm trying to pass. And that's what fortifies the points that a lot of people are saying right now. Well, we need a point guard. We need a starting point, point that's guard. That's, that's like, that's, that's the one thing that I see a, a pro coming out of that move, getting a, a TJ McConnell, McConnell type mm-hmm. is the fact that we get to see Booker in his natural environment at that two spot. And maybe that killer instinct just sort of flows on all back at, at, you know, with that addition, that's um. So look, I don't, I don't think that'd be a terrible move, but I don't think we've given this iteration of the Phoenix Suns offense, um, with the big three out there, five games isn't quite enough for me to pull the pin and piss it off right now. Yeah, not yet. Now, trust me, I'm frustrated, and I want to see some progress. And to see regression, obviously, isn't something that gets y'all excited. But at the same time, you have to give it some more time. You have to give it some more time. And guess what? If that, if that time means like the entire season, then fuck. And we lose in the playoffs, then fuck. Then you, you got to figure it out next year and you start making yeah. some really tough decisions. It's like Bradley Beal's not going anywhere because he's got a no trade clause in his got contract. Dem Booker's not going anywhere. It's like, do you start contemplating trading Kevin Durant? And fuck, I don't want to do that. Uh, and, and it's the challenge that we had going back to this previous offseason when they acquired Bradley Beal. It was duplicitous. It was like, why did we just get the Eastern Conference version of Devin Booker on this team. Oh, well, talent wins all. Well, right now it's not winning. So there's got to be – this is where coaching comes in. And you don't pull the plug on Frank Vogel as he's try- in the middle of trying to figure this out. You're like, yeah, let's just bring in a new guy and let him instill a whole new system, which takes fucking 40 games. All of a sudden it's the playoffs. You know, it's just these quick fixes, man. I'm sorry. No, and we don't want quick fixes right now. Um, and one thing that I have seen – in the post-game uh, 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 interviews and stuff. And and I, I want to know your take on this is there's been a little bit of humility and there's been a little bit of, I'm going to own this bad performance from the likes of Devin Booker and, 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 and Bradley Beal. Now they've done it over a few different games. They've, you know, they've, they've, they've owned where they've fucked up during that game. Um, and I liked it to start with. How long before that starts wearing thin on you and you just think, well, fucking go out there and change it. Don't tell, stop telling me about it and fucking fix it. <laughs> like five, five, five more games. Five more games. All right. <laughs> Talk to me in five games and I'll let you know. <laughs> you know, and, and even Frank Vogel said it in the post game uh, press conference. He said, long season. We got a roster that can win. We believe in it. 
And that's where we ha- we have to believe in it. I mean, it's just it it, it is. Uh, I like what Zona Sports says. Uh, one of our writers from Bright Side of the Sun, he says there isn't one external solution that fixes this team. It has to be from within and how they constructed it. A tweak here or there on the edges could help, but until they connect both ends, they are a play-in team at best, and that's a fact right now. So it has what to come. What does Monty say? It's internal. Oh no, DA. Well, did DA say that with the whole mod? It's internal. Yeah, yeah, that's the the old DA thing. Uh, I've heard rumors about that guy. I haven't seen him play in some time. So let's <laughs> let's hand out some hardware. Jam right. star of the game. All right, Boyd, you're the guest from the Aussie Suns fan podcast. Who's your jam star of the game? It's KD, and I think we we said that earlier. It's got to be KD, I, and there's no there's nobody else. Thirty points. He he was he was taking it to the cup. He was getting his shot from outside, and he seemed to be the only one that really cared um, when we were down. I'm not saying he's the only one that cared, but he showed us on both ends. I mean, there was a couple of lapses on on um, defense. I think when the ball got stolen, and he kind of started walking, then he ended up coming back and making a really cool block. Like a real fucking like yeah, and they got I think they got a bucket still, didn't they? Didn't mm-hmm. they just get a, a mm-hmm. follow up fucking dunk? Yep, because he's <laughs> the only one running back on defense. He's the only one doing it. Um, yeah, look, um, so you know there there was a couple of little lapses there, but when we were down, he he tried to take it into his own hands and really tried to put us back in that game. So it's definitely KD for mine. Yeah, I agree with you 110. percent I mean, he was the only one who could do things that were actually productive on the court consistently. You know, 10 for 17 from the field for 30 points. That's a good KD number. Three of six from beyond the arc. That's fantastic. He just needed a little bit more support out there. And it, it's kind of frustrating because this is the first game back for Eric Gordon. And he was three of eight from the field. He had 12 points. So not a horrible game from him in 25 minutes. But Grayson Allen, eight points. Nurkic only had eight points. Uh, you, you go across the hall and, you know, six guys scored in double figures for the Clippers for the Suns, It was a total of, of four. Uh, and the, the this ratio between these two teams today was fucking really. <laughs> yeah. 30, 32 assists for the Clippers, only 17 for the Phoenix Suns. The ball movement, you know, just wasn't there and the execution wasn't there. So you take it back to the lab and you know that on Thursday you play the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, now here's something that's interesting about this season thus far. And it's frustrating because everything's frustrating. (laughs) All right. What do you think the record is for the Phoenix Suns against Pacific Division rivals? Pacific Division. Oh, what do we got there? What do we got there? Is it 500? I'll I'll say 500. It's close to where we are. Nope. So the Kings, we have not beaten yet this season. The Clippers, we have not beaten yet this season. The Lakers, we have not beaten yet this season. Fuck. The Warriors, we haven't lost to. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. we're three and seven. I think that's the overall record in the Pacific Division right now. That's fucking shitty. <laughs> it is, and they're usually the only banners that we um we get, isn't it? The uh... yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what we look forward to as Suns fans. <laughs> so 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 here's here's a good question. I'm going to throw this out there. I want to get your point of view on this. John Wall question mark. I'd take him. I would too. Yeah. Oh, wait, I absolutely why, would. Why, why not? not? <laughs> you going to start getting beat by 40 instead of fucking 30? Like, 
<laughs> but, but, yeah, you know, there's a little bit of familiarity there with Beal, and God knows you know, we, we need some something to help glue that piece into our lineup. And if it's fucking John Wall, then so be it. Point guard. Make, make it happen. He's a point guard. Distributor. And look, I know I know he's a shell of his former self, John. Of course. John, and and but he he proved himself in his prime that he could he could assist. He could um, score. He could get get. You know, he hasn't got the same. He has. He hasn't got this. Yeah, he's probably two, three, four steps from what he used to be. But, but he he's got a, a nouse for the game, and he can distribute. He had some really big assist games, and he I think he averaged over ten assists multiple years. John Moore oh, yeah. in his prime. So look, that's it. And if it, you 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 couple that or so some iteration of that. Um, watered down as much as what his age is or the injuries have taken toll on his body. And then you couple that with um, um, just his familiarity with Bradley Beal and that comf- comfort, comfortability, com- <laughs> the, comforting, um, the comforting aspect of it. If it helps bring Bradley uh, something out in Bradley Beal, fucking do it. Just do it. So last season he played with the Clippers. He played 34 games, uh, only started three. Now, obviously, injuries got him again, and that's what you get with you get Bradley Beal. But if it's a minimum player, so be it. How many points do you think he averaged last year? He played a total of twenty-two point two minutes per night. Um, I'll throw. I don't. I have no idea. I'll throw eight out there. Being okay, and then assists. Assists. I will say four and a half. So you say eight and four and a half. With the Clippers, he averaged 11.4 points and 5.2 assists. So above your predictions there. So, And I'm taking him at eight and four and a half <laughs> in 22 minutes. I'm taking him. I would. Uh, fuck, so, if he can give us anything like that, it's a, it's at the moment, it's a, there's, it's, there's no loss that we, we can really fucking take. Yeah. I mean, you, you cut somebody. There's plenty of guys you can cut on this team. Uh not Bull Bull, though. You don't cut that guy's a fucking national treasure. That guy stays on the team. Bull Bull's the hysteria over Bull Bull is probably a good thing for the trade market coming up, uh, you mm-hmm. know, the deadline coming up in a month. I want it to keep on um, flourishing and I'll fucking gladly um, get some pom poms and wave them in the air and Bull 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 <laughs> if we can get something. A second round pick. Just fucking give us something that we can throw in. I know, somewhere. right? I know, right? Yeah, that's not <laughs> a bad idea. Yeah, trade Bull Bull for a second round pick and then bring in John Wall. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm going to go ahead. That, I, that sounds like a nice little piece to put together for brightsideofthesun.com. So, okay. <laughs> so, hear me out. John Wall. <laughs> see what See what everyone's like, are you crazy, man? Like, no, I'm not, <laughs> dude. We need something. We just got fucking beat by the Clippers by 30. Was it? Did we did we crack the thirty? I know we got to thirty at some um, stage. No, it's it was less than that. It's uh twenty seven. I think it's what it ended up being. Ah. Fucking horrible. It felt, it felt like fucking forty. Yeah. Oh, it, it, the fourth quarter was just like, you know, I, I'm covering the game for Bright Side of the Sun. I I have to write the recap, right? I had that recap done early as shit because it was just like midway through the quarter they pulled all the starters. You're like, cool, I can put all the stats in for all the starters because they they're out already. Like that's always the thing that takes a long time right at the end of the game. It's like, oh, man, I got to make sure that I put the right stats. Nope, I had it done. Six minutes and 50 seconds left in the fucking fourth. <laughs> fucking horrible. Um, anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here, Boyd? I appreciate you coming on and filling in tonight for Matthew, man. I really do. Is this your first time on my pod? 
Oh, well, no, I, I came on after the KD trade in a, I was very, oh, yeah. I was screaming in my front, on my front lawn at that point. February um, 8th. It's almost been a year. It's yeah. been 11 months to the day. It, it has, it has. But um, look, I'm always, I'm always in the chat there for whatever I can um, con contribute, fucking <laughs> good or bad. But uh, no, um, yeah, this is my first solo go, I think. I think, yeah. We've done some megapods in the past, well, but I, I feel like I feel like you've earned another round. You're engaging. You're exciting to talk to. You got a good-looking beard. You got a Pamela Anderson tattoo. It's hot. <laughs> well, let let the jamsters know where they can follow you, uh, and just know that this is Creepy Crawley, who's normally in the chat. If you're watching along live, Creepy Crawley. My last name's Crawley. That's why I get Creepy Crawley a bit. Um, but no, I um, you get me at at, at Buds eighty three. Um, you can get our, our podcast, Aussie Suns fans, which is not run by myself. It's run by Gavin, the guy over there that's rubbing shoulders with fucking Rex Chapman, Devin Booker, and all yeah, these. Ishbia. Mr. Bloom, Ishbia. Come on. <laughs> just pick one. Just pick one, Gavin. And um, yeah, so I'm, I'm actually off Gavin at the moment. I'm terribly jealous. But he, um, <laughs> I fucking, I, I'm, I'm petty. I'm petty like that. But I, um, um, yeah, he, he runs our uh, our podcast page and um, does all the driving there. But, yeah, at Aussie Suns fans on the Twitter, um, at Buds83 if you want to hassle me or have a chat. Um, but, yeah, that's it, mate. That's all I got. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you again coming on. Make sure, folks, you subscribe, rate, review, hit that thumbs up button. I didn't lose by 27 a night. No, I came here and talked to you for an hour. Give me a thumbs up for that. Uh and follow the show at Suns Jam and read my writing at brightsideofthesun.com. And remember to go home and love your family. <laughs>